This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, fanboys, fangirls, and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, the podcast and all things pop culture. I'm your host, the franchise, and finally back again is the one and only Biko. Hello. Okay, guys, now that Biko's finally back, and of course, you know, I did like a previous episode about how I gave pretty much my opinion of Squid Game. Now that all the hype has died down, <laughs> and I don't know if it's still going on. I mean, it's become one of the most, like, Meme heavy type of thing, you know, costumes wise. Like, I went on Amazon the other day and they're already selling shirts with numbers on them. Yeah. Like, it's like that's gonna be like this probably some more is like the green tracksuits. I was gonna say because they ran out of the tracksuits that they had to start making shirts with just the numbers on it. To the point, like, I was watching like Being the Elite yesterday and they did like a Halloween episode and they pretty much parody Squid Game and they ended up wearing the outfits that we're gonna originally gonna wear. For the AEW episode, they were going to wear, like, you know, outfits inspired by Squid Game. So they even had, like, you know, they had Kate Omega had the, the front man costume with the mask and everything. And the but Young Bucks Adam Cole each had, like, the, the soldier ones with the, you know, different color shapes. But, you know, TNT and Warner Media said, no, you couldn't do that. That's why they had to opt to go for, like, the Ghostbusters look for the Elite. Which is still pretty cool because they had all their names on it and stuff, and... You even had like the remix song of Ghostbusters, but for the Elite, like who you call the Elite? You know, it's like. But originally they were gonna do like they originally they were gonna do just as bad. <laughs> but they were originally were gonna do Squid Game. They originally were gonna do Squid, Game, but they ended up saving it for like their being the Elite Halloween episode. They do their vlog and stuff, so it was kind of cool though. It was a good parody of it. It was a good parody. I mean, it's probably a lot of parodies of Squid Game, a lot of memes and all this stuff. And I was watching too. Um, this one guy following YouTube made DPD. You know, he wears like Deadpool cosplays, wears different cosplays with different conventions. And I saw they have one of the girl dressed as like the, the statue from the, the, the creepy girl statue from Squid Game. The one they, the red light, green light game. <laughs> that was funny, but yeah, I mean, I know it's probably still trending and, you know, hopefully they are doing a season two. But what are your thoughts on Squid Game overall? Like, what you like about it, what you didn't like about it. <clears throat> um, well, I guess you could start with the pros. Uh, so, first off, it's a Korean show that, like... Uh, I love that it was a, sh- a series. It, it'd be cool if it was a movie. I feel like it definitely could have been a movie as well. But, like, uh, the series is fine because it's easier for people, you know, to digest and come up with whatever theories you can and to really take in what they just watched. Um... But overall, I think it's 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 fucking excellent as far as far as like being another thing that Netflix puts out to where it not only just in its simplicity and not only is able to like get a lot of people engaged with it. We're talking about an international series that are getting it's become the most streamed thing they've had on their property to this date now, right? Uh-huh. And that's beating out a bunch of different shit that really captivated this like society as far as art and film is concerned. Like, we're talking Bird Box. We're talking like going against uh, documentaries that have come out. We're talking other series, right? So you're like, even if you don't compare it to just movies, just other series in general that have come out on Netflix and it's already beaten that. You got 
the way I saw it, like the way it got the costume treatment is the way I thought it was gonna go to where it it was gonna be one of those things to where like it was gonna become memeable. It it was so enticing because you can really. It was an easy premise to follow, and it's also like I don't know. I hope it was kind of ticking some people's boxes as far as like the like social messaging that was behind it. It talked a lot about. Um, it really helped show. I would hope the audience that like how Korean culture is, kind of get a like a quick glance of how it could be over there, and how it shared some similarities to how other countries could be as far as capitalism is and. Yeah, like the working class. Yeah, like and... it was a you know we we had a good, a good uh a good protagonist to follow with that you know he was such an easy character to like, uh and, and uh... yeah I I enjoyed him so much because the way like I understand like he the way he is is like he lost a job at a factory he was make trying to make money. You know, by yeah, paying the horses to the point he took like mortgages from the bank, farm mom from his mom, even though his mom was sick and you know, she was suffering like from diabetes. And then, of course, you could tell he had a family once, but he got divorced from his wife. So he tried his best to try to be there for his daughter. So it's like, hey, it's coming from rock bottom, really. I mean, it's he's in the top. Of course, he had some money, money to like freaking obviously the mob. <laughs> Yeah, like, like collectors, he's, yeah. he's desperate. Like, he's in he's in a very relatable situation. I'm sure a lot of people have found themselves in or have gone through and, and, and hopefully persevered. And that's the thing that, like, he was such a charming character that, like, even with those rough things that have been tossed in his life, the dice that he's been given, like, he was still had his humor about him, right? Like, even with the shit. And so... To for us to follow him through the process of you know going through the Squid Games and <clears throat> and him going to the test of trying to get this money and and get to that part of life that he's always wanted and happiness with him and his daughter and you know just I feel like he was there on the other side and uh, it, it kind of gave me similarities of feeling with Uncut um, Gems, you know mm-hmm. how like Adam Sandler's character like he wasn't obviously in a the ter- a rough financial situation he wasn't. But he had a gambling addiction, and just as much as the character from uh, Jihoon, right? Jihoon? Jin or... Uh, I can't fucking... I can't... Yeah, bring up the character list. I can't, yeah, I don't I can't up the say his name right. Well, uh, 456, right? So, like... He he had similar characteristics to Adam Sandler's character in Uncut Gems, or, like... It was a guy that, like, you knew... You wanted to see him succeed, because it's like, oh, that's a shit situation, like... You kind of can understand and feel for him, and he seemed like he was charming. He just had made some terrible decisions as well, right? So, like, you can't take accountability away from him. And so, to see him go through these kid games, it's kind of crazy. Um, just just the amount of yeah, it was Gi. What's his name? Gihun. Yeah. Yeah. Gi-hun. Okay. And so we get him, and like he has to compete in these games with his childhood friend. Uh. And then obviously other random people, and, and then the what the the freaking pickpocket that that stole the money he won from the horse betting. Oh yeah, like, that one. Like girl. shit, he could not catch a break every other oh, time when you thought he was like, yes, he's gonna make it, which is fine. It's great writing when you do that well, right? It works when it's executed very well. And this one, it's nice because like it, it went. The pacing helped that, so like we could see his downfall in gambling and him making the wrong decisions with the winnings and. 
And now that like he could have really helped his daughter, and he what what does he, he do? Tried he tried to pay off his debt. And yeah, like, because by I guess, playing the game, like just like everyone else. Well, it was before he played the game because he was trying. Remember, he owned money to the loan sharks to the point mm. where they're like, "Oh, if you yeah. don't pay up, we have to take one of your kidneys or something." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I was like, "Yeah, signing an agreement." Like, holy shit! I can't believe people still do those. Take like, body parts. Oh, dude, they still do that. And yeah. it's funny when he gives the the freaking gun though. Oh my god! Yeah, that, that was... The birthday present. Like, what the heck? The little the lighter that was funny. It was a lighter. Oh my. Yeah. But, yeah, it was just, and of course, you know, how he, that one game, just to get into it, just that one dude, he's like, he had no one in the bed, like, better slap or something, and he's up, like, trying to do the game where he's trying to flip the paper card over. Yeah. Like I said, I guess it's like, I think those are like, I mean, it's got some games you probably are familiar with. I mean, yeah, Red, like, Red Light, Light, Green Light, and yeah. of course, like, the Tug of War. Tug of and of course, War. there's other games where, you know, it's probably based on, like, Korean culture. like the, like the Well, I don't know about the like, glass one, dude. That glass one was weird. I feel like it was just them Like a gambling like chess almost. The, but the, the paper one, the paper hitting the paper yeah. on the floor to me, I yeah. think that's... And then, of course, Squid Game itself is a guitar. It's like a Korean children's game. Which is kind of almost like... Oh, I forgot, I'm kind of familiar with what game, like, territory. I forgot what they called it. Which go from one side of the other, maybe. But I don't know. It's... It's like a territory. It's like almost like tag. I've things. never seen like a a court with boundaries made like that. That's for sure. It's like shaped like a game. squid. Yeah, basically so shaped like a squid. It's definitely out there compared to some of the games you play as a kid. But like to see, and that's what's fascinating too is that like you know you kind of it blends the adult with the the child like nostalgia, right? Like you're they're living this, they're 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 put in this weird Willy Wonka world. Where they have to compete with these games and they're given this money, like nothing willy-nilly. And they don't know who's who's running this thing. They're all masks, so, so there's no like personal vendettas, only with the participants. Isn't that kind of fucked up? Because they but only... But you think about it, all people who are brought into this, people that... <clears> but they money. chose to be there. Because they owe money. Right, well, they well, they're financially desperate. Yeah, they're financially yeah, desperate. so that's what sucks. They're financially they chose... desperate. Right, but they chose to be there. They, didn't... they got the car, but they didn't have to go. So there's where it plays that moral line of like one way or the other you could see it both ways. As bad as like we want to be one side or the other, I think that really helped kind of drive those messages too to where like you have to also see the other side as bad as it is. Obviously it's bad. Like you have to see why they would these certain people would decide to make the decisions they have. Like the roles they play in this game, because remember, even you, if you don't notice, the managers, the managers is above the workhorses, and the workhorses don't even know what their their only role is too. So they're just as in prison as the other guys. We were watching YouTube videos on this shit because we we were so fascinated with this thing. Because like that's what's great about it too. It caused people to talk about it, which that's what you love with the show is that it gets people talking. Um, the amount of content that's been created from this has been astounding, but like we 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 found this one channel. Uh, what was it? Some heavy spoilers. This guy on YouTube. I'll, I'll give him a credit for that. But like we were watching his channel, and he did a good job of breaking down the Easter eggs. And he did another one like on like how these people were playing the game wrong, and he actually gave some pretty good explanations on like with the rules and and what was stated and. How you could technically bend them because really there were ways you could have alternate play. Obviously, it's a show, so like with the glass. Game, oh yeah, the glass game. Like especially. I would have just walked down the middle. Yeah, he had mentioned because like you, if you didn't notice, so it was two <laughs> lanes. Remember? Yeah, glass panel. 
there they're were all beams. glass panels. Right, but there were beams separating both lanes, and both lanes were not attached to each other, just running parallel. And then he pointed out, you could just run across on the beams. There's no rules that stated you have to... You, you just have to touch the glass. Yeah, you just have to touch well, the glass. One glass is tempered and one's like the regular glass. That came right, but the glass is laying on top of the beam anyways. So all you have to do is walk across the beam and you're still touching the glass because the glass is on top of the beam. So if you, you, you know what I mean? There's no railing, obviously. It was just straight across of a platform. So it's like a, it's like a wood bridge without, a, without any rope. So it... It's it's very interesting that like he he broke it down to where like there are concepts that I didn't th- think before because we're kind of put in this restriction area because we're watching the series as it plays out. Mm-hmm. So you know we kind of have to lend our disbelief to the to what we're watching, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it's creative. It's I I've always loved Korean film and and anything that come out of there. It's just been so they always make some heavy shit, and and but it's always entertaining. Um, it's great. I, I just I I like that it's created the zeitgeist around. Um, I think it's been a while since we've gotten a show like this to where it's really captivated audience. I love it's international, so it's a whole new thing. Um, everybody it was able. I think it was just easy to latch onto, right? Mm. You can like root for people and like their stories yeah, were very like... awesome too. So like they were able to provide the the, the character development that was necessary for the. For the show, I think. I think the one like like the one game that got me, I think I talked about it was the honeycomb game, was like to me the most yeah. nerve wrecking game. That was crazy. That was freaking messed up because you know and just the way like the shapes he thought, you know, oh he thought, oh wait, I'll get the hardest shape. The umbrella, but when they said, Oh, I gotta get the mixture perfect and make sure it doesn't crack. But that's the thing, is that they didn't but they they never But they were really... able to figure out, you know, what was the best yeah. strategy. They didn't withhold any information, though. They just said, like, pick the shape you want to pick. So it's like, oh, but they never said what you're going to do with the shape. So that's nobody's... That's what I, But like, they were given, like, a pin just to try to cut the shape. Right, but they never said you had to use it. That's the thing. It's like, there was always a moral gray area in each game. Is that they never said you had to use it. And the whole team could have picked the same shape. Yep. To make it easier for everyone to pass. But no they one never... had to pick the umbrella. <sighs> That's what's fucked up, and, like, that's what... I think it, it's a good example of how, like, we'll say, quote-unquote, for this fucking country. Like, it's, you know, land of the free, home of the brave, whatever. But I feel like it's a good way of showing, like, the rich have a point in that. In the sense that, like, well, we're born... We're here in a country where you don't have to work a 9-to-5. If you're creative enough, you'll put your mind to whatever, right? And there is a there is truth in that. We don't all have to work a 9-to-5. But realistically, depending where you start off, not a lot of people are born into exceptional wealth where they can open a business or where they can, you know, take their time, take trip, whatever they want to do, right? Mm-hmm. With their time. So I think Squid Game uses that to that, that moral gray area, right? To where you, like, the game and the rules can be bent. We saw all the time that one dude with the fucking snake tattoo on his face he was bent he was cheating all the time but at the same time like nobody ever said you couldn't you just had to fucking do whatever the rule said red light green light oh god dude all that that was that was was the most what a game to start off with I know what the most intense and most bloodiest like game ever this was like but even that one was the creepy doll dude the creepy statue man it was creepy as hell it was it was yeah the fucking doll was creepy it was a freaking creepy ass doll but 
They had the built-in motion sensors, and then when it, it catches you, then they shoot the snipers with shooting them. It's like you know what would have been cool instead of the snipers if she shot you, yeah, like a laser or something, right? Or ninja star, whatever. Like to me, this is something like it, cool. it's like the way they made it look like. I mean, they made it look like it was almost like an anime aspect of it because then you get like this backstory of these characters. You almost see like with animes, you know, usually in the same plot, they'll have like these backstories. You know how these characters got to this point. Oh yeah, you gotta slip it in. You gotta slip it in, and then of course you know they got a choice after like that game or the second game. They're like, oh well, they have a choice to to end everything, so they decided to end it. You know, when the whole voting, like the whole majority had to vote, they didn't want to continue. And of course, the old man, which to me, you know, I like the old man, but it was like, oh my god, you know, it's like you see this old guy. He's like, I'm here because I got a brain tumor, and you know, I'm just trying to live. I guess he wanted to live his life to the fullest, like reminisce. And go from that to the point where, you know, the old man, like, it was funny how he was able to survive, you know, at first, you know, the spoilers, you guys didn't see it, but, um, finding out, like, it's just this old man, you feel so sorry for him because, like, oh, he's got a brain tumor, he's trying to, you know, live his life full fullest, play these games when he was a kid. Which I have a theory about that, by the way, go ahead. Uh, up to the point where now you finally realize that like, he was the mastermind behind the games, basically. He, he wanted to test, you know, people's morale, basically. Mm. To the point where you're like when Gein and Rika encounters him like at the end, you know, and he has the whole thing like they make a bet like if so if that man like a drunk man's on the street who's gonna help him by at midnight. The man was bored. The man was bored and dying. And, like, and he I had get, wealth, the, I get know, that he, he wanted he was curious about people's will with money and shit, but he was just bored with this miserable life of having all the money in the world and not doing anything with it. But but I get it like it's fucked I it's fucked up that like he had to go through whole games and like and which the tug of war thing is my favorite because he provided that strategy with everything but like also what the fuck yeah because you're the one who fucking created this thing so I don't know it, he's, is he your favorite character besides Guy obviously he's my yeah. second favorite yeah uh, he's pretty funny yeah, man, yeah he's funny and it's just like and then of course y'all decided to do the whole testing about what will happen if, like, they don't have that much food and you saw what happened to create, like, the whole riots in the freaking bunker? Yeah, well... That was, like, fucking nuts. You see, and that's what sucks, is that... And then you see all the alliances and shit, like, people start, like, teaming up. It's like, like, you see that mistrust. Well, it showed you the steps of... Yeah, the steps of how, like, the the most primitive thing that humans would re- resort to when only provided your basic survival stuff... And especially when they're, like, basically in a cell until they play these games. They're listening to classical music and fucking hanging out with a bunch of desperate people. Like, what the fuck else is going to happen? What's messed up, I think, too, if they didn't... they uh, Which I, I like that the show kind of somewhat threw some some sh- some screen time, too, was that the husband and wife that were playing in the games. Oh, Remember yeah. That? that was fucked up. When and they he had to make that tough decision in the Marvel games. Yeah, yeah, oh, my fucking God. Like, that... Like, and he couldn't take it, you know. But that's what it is. Is like what I love is that what which I think is pretty common in Koreans in Korean like art and film is that they always use these great but basic like human emotional uh, attachments that that happen throughout life that people have ex- hopefully have experienced or if they didn't um, like such as loss, love, heartbreak. Uh, you know, tough moral boundary breaking things, such as like 
reverse, you know, just psychological mind play, things like that. They've always done it well where they're able to throw in these type of, you know, tough decisions that, you know, that is taken out of human hands Mm -hmm. and getting thrown, they get thrown to these things. And we get, like, they weren't main characters, but we get, like, maybe glimpses of how their experience plays out throughout the whole series. And we get to the Marvel game, right? And that oh, that game has to be one of the most fucked up games. Yeah. Right? Because, and I think I, lo- I love that because I feel, one, I, I feel a good majority of people, at least in this country, played marbles growing up. But it, like it, it says right. it, and, and somehow there are even less rules. Yes, and there's somehow you could just say, "Oh yeah, just figure it out, guys." But somebody has to have more mall rolls than the other one. Good luck. It's like what? How fucked up is that? Is that like even at that point, at that high stakes of the game, they were just like marbles is such a buy one fun game but also like yeah there's so many different things you can do with you can those. do with it yeah like the way okay so it was song mode that fucked over yeah, Ali, Ali, Ali oh my god we gotta talk about Ali yeah. dude come on yeah, for and Pakistan their and relationship like, build their friendship yes. shit and it's like oh fucking Sun Woo man oh he's kind of my favorite character too but why like, you like oh, Sun Woo dude come on dude he fucking played he it just, too he's no, in trouble he for embezzlement pretty much deceives his mom like tells him like oh I'm away on business so his mom right, like, has this illusion it. of all oh, my son's a businessman. She he went to business school, you know, he's successful or something. He was a he was the he was, which, a, he the, was the prize he was a, of which we call it. The genius of uh what what's the town? Oh, it's the called? old national university. Yeah, but he was the prize of the the town they're from. What's the town they're from again? No, he just says he was like going to study like No, but he says it. He's the fucking pride and joy of what's the town they're I from. I the neighborhood it is, yeah. Yeah. Like, he says that he's the pride and fucking joy of that shit. Yeah, but his mom's, like, working, and it's, like, it's, like, and she's unaware, and then all of a sudden, she, and it sucks for her, she has to find out that the police are after him, uh, he's indicted. Oh, I don't feel bad for him, I just, I, like... But for her to find in. out afterwards to that, it's, like, what the fuck, you know? But and that's it, also another thing that we have to live with, right? Is that we saw the consequences of their characters' actions after the games, because of what they decided, instead of doing what they probably... Would have been better in the first place is that maybe they should have just, re- you know, kind of rely on the support of their family, kind of, and then also be accountable for themselves. Now you have the detective who, you know, when Guy, when they entered it, you know, boy had to continue, and then Guy tried to explain the police and stuff, and then that one detective, you know, he was trying to find his brother who, you know, went missing, and they got to the point where he was able to infiltrate, you know, the base and everything. And it's crazy how they got the soldiers all that to follow these rules. Time they have to get up. They can't, work, they can't like, show their faces. They can't reveal their identities. And you saw what happened. Yeah, okay. yeah, now we don't even know what their motivation is being there. They're getting paid, obviously. But, like, what's their motivation of being there? Like, why do they get to be the guards? Why you know what I mean? So we don't even know how that the doctor do about Isn't that crazy? And like, then the same thing with the doctor now, supposedly. Yeah, the doctor too. They took all the organs from the people that died and stuff to sell in the black market. I don't think it's to sell to the black market. That's part of my theory. That's not. What do you mean? It's like they're not selling to the black market. It's I don't I don't think it is, but it's fun. But it it goes with the old man because I don't think I don't. You know how we get to the end. And once the games are over, the crazy ending, by the way, yeah, it's crazy. But, like, 
I don't believe the old man was dying of a brain tumor. I think he was dying of other shit, and they were harvesting organs so he can get them. But he couldn't tell the other rich people that he was doing that. Um, and I'm not saying he couldn't sell the other organs on Black Market, but, like... Remember, he's playing in the games. Yeah. I'm sure he told them who he knew was a doctor. He's orchestrating this whole thing. He controls everything. You don't think he would know who's doing who? He controls all the cameras, even with the people who are the ma- the the employees, the guards running all that. How are you going to tell me five guards who don't know each other are able to do this fucking harvest organ harvesting thing randomly? And the doctor was doing an excuse yeah, for information on the games. Okay, so now we get to the hospital, and the, I don't think he was dying. You're telling me a guy with a brain tumor is able to do all this fucking shit and keep his memory straight? Throughout these whole games. A guy with a brain tumor phones. Our, our grandpa has dementia. <laughs> this guy has a brain tumor. I don't think he'd be able to keep it together. Mm-hmm. So like. Our president. Can't keep it together. <laughs> so like you know what I mean. So I had a theory that they were probably harvesting those organs to give to him. Mm-hmm. But he was in a hospital in whatever city they're in. And in that islands wherever fuck all it is. It could have taken forever. Yeah. So, like, I I personally think that is. If it is a brain tumor, it is a brain tumor for the sake of the writing of the show. We obviously won't know until season two comes out. But that was one of my theories just because, like, the way it was playing out. And like you said, the, the, the backline story of the detective who was kind of providing maybe hopefully a relief of showing, exposing the games. We see his... We don't even know if he's dead because he just got shot and he fell off the cliff. But we don't know if he's dead. And if I tell you it's his brother that who was the front man. Yeah, and we find out but who was also a participant of the games. And he won. And he won. So it's like do winners And like who's to say how many other people that did participate in the games were also winners mm-hmm. in the past? Because the old man got so bored of his wealth that he got he went in. And he's the number one. And he's then he he finally won. Yeah, he didn't even touch the money. He like he just left it in the bank. Because and what? his mom ends up dying from diabetes, so by but, the time he got out. And what did he go in there for to help her? And it didn't matter because... She had died. While he was in there. Yeah. And that's what's sad. It's, sad. it's only for a couple of days. It seems like an entire It was like five days or six days. But it's like, yeah. yeah. It's a long of the episodes, man. And of course, like I said, and, you know, and that so one girl... Do that, that one girl, the pickpocket, you know, she ended up like, you know... She was there to get money to pay a broker to help get her mom out of North Korea. Yeah, out of North Korea. Her brother's in orphans right now, so she tried her best. Like, you know, to me, it sucks for her. Like, she had to go. Yeah, it was fucked up. And that's crazy how that dinner, dude, when it was just them three remaining, which was weird. I don't know the whole purpose of them wearing suits and shit. Like, it was kind of weird. It was to make them feel what they wanted. They wanted to get a nice dinner. They wanted and of course, special. she couldn't enjoy it because she had a shard of glass stuck in her body. Yeah, and she was dying. To me, that was stupid how they busted the glass after they all passed. Yeah, I didn't like that To me, either. that was pointless. I don't know why they did that. No that was messed up. To point, she ended up getting freaking jabbed with one of the pieces. It was a big-ass tempered glass shard, which is kind of, you know... And, of course, someone had to decide the killer. I wonder if that was just, like, a cheap writing thing they had to do. I wonder if that's in the book. I don't know if it's a book. Dude. The guy wrote it like 10 years ago and he was like... It is, to... I think it is a book. No, the dude wrote it. He created it. He wrote the script like 10 years ago. Oh, it's kept... just a script he wrote? Oh. Yeah, and he pitched it to like different studios for like 10 years and finally Netflix decided to pick right. it up. Right, but like... I'm so... 
Man, yeah, the glass thing I didn't like either, too, because that's a cheap way to kill a character like that, especially if she's the third one. Like, she was, she was great to, to follow, and she had a great story, and I feel like... And then the girl that she was team up with in the Marvels game, out, she's like, she was in yeah. prison, and she's like, she decided to let her win because she's like, she what she got going for? Though. She had nowhere to go. Like, what she got going for? She got out of prison. Like, what else she was going to do? But yeah, she was kind of boring, though, because she just... She, we were supposed to like her in the like the one episode. We were supposed to like like her all of a sudden. Yeah. So it was just like okay, and now you're here for the Marvel game, and you're gone, and like now you made the character we really like even more sad when she's there to really just help her brother get out of that fucking terrible place. And it's like what the hell? It's just it's it's it was, I don't it was it felt really Walking Dead to me, and that was actually one of my cons. With that type, with that type uh, of character, uh, like quick filler character, we're supposed to like all of a sudden, like when uh, when the snake guy is supposed to get his crew going. I love the dynamic he had with that one one lady who is like, "I'm good at all, everything. I'm good at everything, just not the things. I'm, I'm I'm just not good at things I don't know or whatever or some shit." And they're fucking, and it's like all of a sudden they they're like they're they're whatever that was was fun because she's a fun character. He had his. His uh, nemesis being uh, the pickpocket, like so, it was cool that m- most of the characters being there had some sort of tie-in from the real world being there, right? And mm-hmm. they played that very well. Um, I I did like that this guy ultimately at the end got his due <laughs> from the same person he tried to screw over. So. They they built up that crescendo and it ended amazingly. I think they tied that up perfectly. Out of all the characters who got a, got a fucked up ending, I think that was a good one. That that was served very well. Um, but I, I I do wish they didn't play that glass game, man. Mm-hmm. I, I wish they didn't. I wish it was a, they used a different one. But I didn't write the script. Um, that was one of the cons I didn't like. Was just. Certain certain uses of characters and end up being a ploy. Like Ali, I loved Ali a lot, and then he oh, ends man. up getting fucked by uh, what's his name? Sawu. Yeah, and I had wished he would gotten even further, just because he had, I think, one of the heavier plots too, just because he was facing racism. And, and he was and, working and, at a factory where and, he didn't get paid. Yeah, and he wasn't getting paid his due, and, and he was just trying to help his family just get out of there. And he seemed like a hardworking guy. It's, it sucks. So it's like he, he's getting not only screwed over by, like, his boss, getting screwed over by the people and the system. And it's just like, what the fuck? <coughs> and for him to get screwed over by another rich dude, apparently, like... It was just, he couldn't, like, he couldn't catch his break. It was just a bunch of uncut gems... The whole way through, except one character, right? And then, can we talk about... Because I want to know what you think about um, Ji-Hoon. Like, how he goes. He wins, right? We know he wins the games. Hmm. <coughs> and then we get fa- uh, fast forward to five years later. Or a year later, I think or, it was. Yeah, a year, year, was a year later, I think it was. And then we see he's kind of getting his life back together, hopefully, even with not touching the thing, but we gotta, he finds, you know. He gets the kid out, like, I mean, to me. <coughs> gets I that think, kid out, yeah. I think because he, I think he did it after, you know, he felt like that guilt that he couldn't save that girl. You know, he felt he could have done better to stop Sun Wu. Like, he felt so, like, you know, after he heard her story and stuff, you could tell they, had, they got along, you know, they started, like, having this little friendship. 
And he probably felt guilty that he couldn't ha help her when she was like, you know, he knew he, she was dying. And he tried his best to get help for her, but of course someone ended up like, you know, killing her. And he said, you know, let me do this right. You know, I didn't touch the money. You know, I tried to get myself better. You tell he ended up, I don't know why he ended up dying his hair red. I don't know what's the people's obsession with the color red. I don't know. Maybe it's a Korean thing or something. There, it was. Like that hairstyle. Like he said, just took the hairstyle magazine. He said, dyed his hair red. Um, he ends up, you know, getting the kid out of the orphanage. And he ends up living in with Sangwoo's mother. So Sangwoo's mother, uh, Sangwoo's mother ends up taking care of he gets the briefcase, tells him a few things, I gotta go. And then he has to open the briefcase and stuff like all the money he won from all the, earn, the money from the good game for himself. Because like I say, he didn't touch it. No, I don't think she, she, he gave him all the money, dude. He gave him a good amount of it, at least. Like yeah, I was gonna say, that, not all that money. That's a lot of money. Briefcase. <laughs> no, but he gave her like a good amount of briefcase. Yeah, he gave her a good amount of to help him out, To help her out and help the kid out. And of course, you know, he still has that whole grudge, you know... Trying to find out the purpose of why those games, but of course, you know, when he was talking to the front man, he ended up getting, you know, gas, so he couldn't get any more information out of him. So, and then the whole thing, he ends up running across that one dude in the subway who he met in the first place. And he ends up, you know, he sees that the guy was trying to get another guy into it. And of course, he stops that dude, he ends up getting the car, and of course, as soon as he calls that number, they knew it was him. I don't know how they use him. It's like number four fifty six because they have his number and it's never stopped. The games keep. He's going. like, you should you go back on that plane. Like, how do you know he was going to that plane? See, to me, that was fucking messed up. Like, yeah, it's like up. he's like, you better get on that plane. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, yeah. who's watching him? Like, they got people watching him or something. But I like the fact he decides to turn around. Like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm gonna go like take care of this shit now. You know, stop this now. Uh, and of course, to <clears> me, it's like. Kind of like redemption, but at the same time too, those weird guys that came in the, wearing the animal mask and such. To me, it was kind of weird, but they were just wealthy men that had nothing to do, and they just yeah, just bunch people bored suffer. fucking people. Yeah, and to me, it's like oh, he's like, like I said, hopefully when they do a second season, we'll see what happens. We'll probably go see a whole new cast. He's he's going to try to find his way to get back into the game. Well, doesn't he have to write a whole new script now? He's probably has a, the writer probably the creator probably has to write a whole new script. I'm sure Netflix is already talking to him about it. Like, yeah. Hey, can you uh, write another season? Because it's been so well received. Uh, and I, they better because I'd be be mad now because I didn't like the ending. I didn't like that. You I didn't like, like that. Ending? I didn't like that. He just ran back. No. Because no. he's just doing the same shit. He didn't bullshit. learn anything. It's bullshit. That's his fucking kid. Yeah. What is fucking kid that's in America? He was about to fly in. To me, I was yeah. like, holy shit, go with your kid, your Fuck daughter. Fuck everything else already. Like, seriously, it's the most unrealistic thing you could do. I don't care how good-hearted you are. I don't care. I would not do that. You just fucked up with your kid again. You just gave her the same reason why they left to America in the first place. Is that, like, dude, we have... She has nothing here if you're not going to be there to help her. And just as well, he did the same shit. And he called her before he was getting on the plane. Like, you're that's so fucked up. It's just unrealistic. But I get you. I get what you mean. Oh, he's gonna go to stop the game. You're not gonna stop the games, dog. The guy's dead. It's still going. Because what's gonna happen? The same thing the guy was saying. You bet on horses. We just bet on humans. And guess what, dog? Humans are not gonna stop until the Earth stops, right? Mm -hmm. So realistically. There are always going to be rich people and there are always going to be poor people, unfortunately. But, like, in the Squid Game world, 
That's what it, it presented to us. And even with that guy, who the front man who won, is playing the game still because why? He has all the money and won. It doesn't matter. He, why does he have to explain anything to Gihun or Jihun? I can't say his name. 456. He doesn't explain anything to him. Because what? He's there for the same reasons number one made it. Because he's bored as shit. Like, he killed his own brother. He supposedly, allegedly killed his own brother. Did like, he survive? Well, yeah, say. I think he survived. Yeah, for sure. They wouldn't give us this character for him to die like that. It's whack. Like, I've seen the whole brother kill that thing in a long time. Like, it's cool, but, like, you can't... We can't get that invested of a character for these this amount of episodes, and then you're just like, ah, we're gonna kill him on the cliff that he originally came in. After getting chased for all that and finally getting out of the building, and then... We get some Not just courtesy of his, his uh, chief got the information, though. Yeah, let's hope so. But, I, I mean, at the same time... I think time, hopefully if they do another season, hopefully they show the perspective from, like, the cost perspective. I think he, he was able to get the information out and see what's going to happen. Yeah, unless it's the chief who gets participates in the Squid Game, though. <laughs> and he's screwed. Oh, we could see that. You never know. I just feel like those... I mean, if they're able to control that, dude, I don't know. But they able to control like the authority. Like I said, for me, when it comes to Netflix, like I said, it's like I try to watch it more for like the original animes. But you know, I just checked it out because the people kept talking about it. Yeah, I think people kept talking about it. I'm like, um, you see it online. There, people were talking about social media. They were talking about, you know, IGN was talking about, comicbook.com was talking about, everyone was talking about. You know what? I decided to check it out. So I had to bite the like bite the bullet and check it out for myself. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I just wish some Netflix caught up with the subtitles, dude. Yeah, it's just the subtitles were catching up to the dialogue. Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's whatever. Yeah, this is where they were kept talking and the subtitles couldn't even catch up. Like, the translation couldn't kept, catch up. But I heard the English stuff's kind of worse. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it. It's like, no, it's terrible. You have to just, just watch it in, in, the, in Korean and, and put the subtitles on. And it's, you'll be fine. Like, it's not, it's really not noticeable. And, but it's just like with any show that gets the translation thing. It's because they're not saying the same thing. Like, you're translating a whole different language into a new language. And there's just different nuances on what they say things. Or how long a phrase or a sentence is different yeah. to how we say something. It's just, you're trying to, like, make sense of a different thing. And it's just, like, you have to just allow that exception to happen. Yeah. But overall, I don't know. It, it was something that it better get a second season. If not, I'm okay with having this one. It was it was a pretty good show. Like I said, it's been a while since I get this type of show that isn't reminiscent of Hunger Games. Because uh-huh. like I guess you can categorize that as kind of dystopian, um, but it's not too far away from what we are living in, or it's it's pretty reminiscent. It's pretty reflective. Uh, of what our country is going through, and I'm sure other countries are going through. If just because you don't see it on the news doesn't mean it's not happening. But uh, overall, Squid Games. I don't know. What would you put it in the number? Like out of ten. I think. Well, out of ten. Uh-huh. I would say. Uh, honestly, I'll give it like an eight out of ten. Eight. Yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. I think when I did it out of five, I did it like probably like four and a half out of five. Well, that's what I did. If I did it out of five, but ten out of ten, I would say like about an eight. Yeah, 
The pacing was good. Um, the characters were engaging. To me, the biggest gripe that, that I had was... Yeah, the glass game was kind of weird. Um, but to me... I just... Like I said, to me, it's like... They should have done like, what, another episode? I mean, yeah, and I am just seeing pretty, like, way to wrap up the story. But they, they could at least have one more episode. Just to see how the... You know... Just to show what the detective made. You know, that was my biggest hope. Um, yeah. We get some sort of closure with Very that. closure with him, yeah. We just get him in some haunting sequence at the front, man. Like, it's just like, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I want to give it a seven and a half. Just, just... Because I do like most of it. There's just a lot... Of, there's just some things I just wish they would have done differently. Or it could have... I feel like it could have worked really well as a movie. Um... Just because the games are long enough, but not super long to where you could still cut it up a bit. Or even if you just do three. Like, I, we just watched the James Bond film. That's almost three hours. So I feel like this movie could have been fine with just like a two-hour cut. Um, but overall, I mean, there's just things I would have changed slightly. But other than that, it was it was cool. It was nice, cohesive. Uh, the fucking emotional rollercoaster you can fall on, which just relates to the characters and... I, that's what I like about shows is that when you can really connect with characters and it's a good story and it's executed well, then this is why it's got such a good popularity and, and it's been the zeitgeist for in the culture and we saw costumes. I just feel like if it becomes a costume, it's because it, it did something, mm-hmm. right? It was a, it was pretty much everywhere, and especially in a year where you could have done a lot of different costumes. We had a whole other Halloween movie, and we're over here talking about Squid Game. So, like, <laughs> it's fucking saying something, right? Yeah. That people are are open to this new shit, open to things that could have been written 10 years ago. And finally, when you give opportunity to people who are creative, it can give you something and give them resources to do that. It creates something great that, the, that society can reflect on and be entertained by, you know? So... That's that's what that's the whole purpose of art, I think. Outside of making money, but that's what I like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully Netflix continues to be that place where they support creatives and help them, give them a platform to fucking do their thing. And hopefully we get Squid Games too. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I mean, of course, they're. Well, I think right now they had to like. For next re-airings of it, they, I guess they had to block the numbers. So like, because I guess it, it was an actual real number, and I guess people were calling it. And it ended up being a pranking. They were pranking people, pranking whoever owned that number to the point. The Netflix will had had to cover the, the number up in future re-airings. That's sad. That sucks. But I just found this story from like comicbook.com that supposedly. Um, According to this, here, a 14-year-old child was hospitalized after attempting the honeycomb challenge or that one game with the honeycomb. It's hospitalized. It says here, this is what this is what combo.com is. So basically, this is what happened. It says, according to Daily Mail, 14-year-old, I guess this is from Australia. And according to Daily Mail, 14-year-old Aiden Higgy suffered third-degree burns on his leg after he attempted a TikTok challenge inspired with Squid Game. Specifically, Higgy attempted a challenge that called for participants to make a thin sheet of honeycomb, then carve out a shape using a pin, all without breaking the fragile honeycomb. 
The problem occurred when Higgins tested to make the honeycomb using a recipe he found on a popular social media site that involved combining water, bicarbonate soda, and sugar in a plastic cup. It says here, according to Higgins' mother, it says here, it boiled up to a ridiculous temperature that when he took the cup out, it exploded in his hand. His mom says, uh, Higgins' mother, Alan, explained, it had burned his hand because it was sugar and plastic melted together. It was yeah. run down his leg from his knee down to his shit, and it stuck and kept on burning and burning and burning. Oh. It was like toffee and burned right through the nerves. And it says here, according to the article, it says Higgy was spent the next year in a pressure bandage, you know, from the burns, and Higgy is alone sustained some injuries attempting to challenge. He's one of three that have been recently admitted to Westmead Hot Children's Hospital for burst related to the challenge. Oh my god. This guy's kind of similar to like back in the day when Power Rangers, you know how the kids were trying to like, you know, Kick each other's asses. Yeah. Imitate the stunts in the show. That it's like, fun. now it's like, <laughs> and now TikTok, which has become like basically <laughs> used for like memes and all this stuff in these challenges on TikTok. I was like, oh my God. This just goes to show you that these kids these days are fucking idiots, dude. I'm sorry. Like, you can't be that dumb, right? Like, even we had jackass and like, I was doing some stupid shit, but like, we had jackass. Those guys seem But they right. put the slammers though. But they put Exactly. We but like I swear everything every new TikTok challenge comes on when we get kids who are hospitalized, I'm not surprised anymore. Like Man, out of all the games that could have reminisced like they did the honeycomb one and the kid didn't even get to do it. He burned his hand making it. Because he was trying to try to make it like why would you put it in a plastic cup, man? And think about but you couldn't have your mom make it for you. How old is he? He was 14, Because he's 14, dude. Because <laughs> he's 14. He doesn't know anything. He watched Squid Games once, burns his hand off. Like, oh my fucking God, it's terrible. Well, hopefully uh, he gets better out there in Australia. And, and, and just, hopefully, kids, don't don't try this shit at home, please. Don't don't try the honeycomb challenge. Don't burn your hands, please. If you're going to use a stove, have a... Uh, a guardian or an adult with you who knows how to use a stove. It's, show you it's how funny how a popular this game, of course, uh, this is something I saw. This is from the New York Times. Um, apparently, the costumes were also banned by schools in New York. Of course. It says here, and you know, it looks like I guess it became one of the popular costumes in Comic Con, New York Comic Con, but. And this is an article by MP. I can't pronounce the last name, sorry. It says your Halloween costumes inspired by Netflix hit Squid Game have been banned by the three elementary schools in central New York. But the minister is citing concerns about the violent content of the show. Staff members have recently noticed that some students at recess have been mimicking games from Squid Game. Uh, Roblox video game Netflix show is intended for the mature audiences due to the violence in the show. Craig Tech Superintendent of the Fayetteville Manless School District just outside Syracuse sent an email statement. Because of the activity, our principals want to make sure our families are aware that it would be inappropriate for any student to wear the school a Halloween costume from the show because of the potential violent messages aligned with the costume. That says here, I just started to view Squid Game Crew became one of the popular, most streaming popular shows and caused a Halloween shopping frenzy with viewers clamoring to buy real teal track suits, red, pink boiler suits, and plastic masks to dress as players and guards. So basically, yeah, it got to the point like even like the school district was banning the word that specific costumes. The elementary schools, dude, it's like, oh my god, like, 
Who the parents? Why the parents letting the kids watch this show? Yeah, that's actually kind of messed that up. That is messed stuff, dude. It's, it's for adults, Ooh. not for kids, guys. It's like... We haven't watched messed up stuff, but yeah, dude, what the hell? That's a little messed to up. To elementary I mean, say these days, I don't know about... The, you can't really get away with that shit anymore these days. I don't know. Although, the little kid running around with that little red jumpsuit. That's kind of funny. With a little mask on? Oh my god, that's kind of cute, but still. Square on his face. It's just stupid, but like man. PlayStation symbols, like they might be like oh. PlayStation. I'm like, what the fuck? That's what reminded me of the first time I saw those costumes. Like, yeah, the color like pink. I'm like, oh, okay, they must like pink. But the letters, I'm like, I guess they're like the rankings or something. I guess the certain shape was like the ranking. Yeah, it's the rankings. But it's like, it reminds me of this guy must have loved PlayStation or something. This is like the squares yeah, and the axes, the circle, and the triangles. Shape. I was like, what the. But then, the, of course, the food. When they were giving the guys the food and stuff, and they had the soda and bread. <laughs> And yeah. then the, the one egg, and like, what the what kind of meals is like messed up meals are that? But I'm like, well, I'm like, hey, at least they fed them, but still. I mean, it, to me, the tracksuits were pretty cool, though. I like the two tracksuits. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's the most easiest costume to make, basically. You just wear a tracksuit and get a shirt with the numbers made. Like I say, you can find Amazon. There was all the tracksuits and the, the shirts with numbers on Amazon. Someone was. Making sure so with numbers and stuff. I'm sure by like you get to season like you get to episode three, you're already ordering it online. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it was, it's an easy costume. Like you said, it's, it's, it's everyone know. Like most people seen it. It's like it was easy. So guys, like check out Squid Game. You know, if you haven't seen it yet, I mean, check it out. I mean, something to tie you over, especially with like Halloween ending yesterday, and you know, and of course, you know, this past weekend, I. You know, we got to go to the movies. Like, you guys, when the, you and you and your and were going to, like, see uh, the James Bond film. I, on the other hand, went to go see My Hero Academia, Rose Hero's Mission. Like, it's the first time I went to a theater in, like, a year and a half now. More than a year. Almost, like, two years now. Because, like I said, the last film I went to go see was Sonic the Hedgehog. But to me, what kind of hit hard more was, like, it's the first time I went to go to a theater by myself. Cause I never went to a theater by myself, so it was a big test for me to see how I feel. And and I decided, you know, well, in the films, you know, will be my hero academia because this is a film that came out in the summer in Japan. This was the third film of like a plan, you know. I think they planned they were going to do like seven films. This is the third film, and to me, you know, I was surprised on the turnout it was for the film, especially where we live and. Very few theaters were going to show it, and I was surprised the theater by where we live were having a screening. And, you know, they had it both subbed and dubbed. I'm like, you know what? I said I watched it dubbed because I wanted to enjoy the film. And I like both versions. And, you know, it just, it was a good turnout. You know, there were a lot of people that wanted to go see it. It was, like, really cool. And I enjoyed the film. It was, you know, two hours of, you know, I would say. For a story it's so dramatic and so action-worthy to the point that, like, so much blood was shown. Like, what the heck? This is, like, my hero academia. Like, they were able to push as much as they can in the envelope. Of course, you know, Bakugo, Deku, and Toroki were the main focus of this film. But more, of course, you can push on Deku. And then, like, for a fact, they get taken to a different place, different place in the country. I'm assuming the towns that they were in were, like, you know, heavily inspired by European countries and... And the way I forgot the name of the town, right? Well, Theon or, or Theon, that's where you know Deku, Bakugo, and Toru were there because they were in Denver. Because Denver took them one, because the way the story takes place, sometime during when all the heroes were doing their hero study work, and you know Uraka, you know Asui, and 
Nejiri Senpai were with uh, Ryukyu in France. All the teams were spread out in different places in the world. Like they're all working together to take down this organization called uh, Human Rights, like who were pretty much anti-quirk people. The Human Rights they wanted they wanted a world with no quirks, basically. The Shimmy world just for the people without powers, you know. And they were, they were you know led by this like pretty much this overzealous you know guy who people realize he ended up having a quirk of his own which and that was an interesting quirk where he could he had a quirk where it was like like reflecting where he can reflect the text like someone tries to attack them he hits it back against them at two times the amount that the same force but he had this mission where he was trying to come up they were coming up with a chemical which were pretty much accelerate the quirks inside people to the point he ends up killing them and only the ones that didn't have quirks will survive and you talk about and the whole thing about my hero academia is like 80% of the world's population has quirks so you think about this group this group like this cultist group was going to take out about 80% of the world's population and it was up to you know Deku Todoroki Maku to step in and all the rest of the heroes to step in different parts of the world trying to find like the main base of this humorized group and you know and of course Deku ends up running to this guy named Roddy Soul who you can tell um, trying to make you know ends meet taking on these like jobs to take money like to support his brother and sister and they're living like in a trailer park and like this guy it's like a guy that you can probably sympathize with he has this quirk you know this you know interesting quirk and you know it's a good movie and it's like so like I said it was like the battles were crazy and the fights were ridiculous to the point. Every time Mako talked, like, people were laughing because he had really good dialogue to say, especially in English. But, like I said, of course, Deku being Deku and Todoroki, you know, being there. It was like the three musketeers going at it. And with, I guess, this, like, terrorist, like, almost like this cultist group. It was an interesting film. And it kind of shows you how people get easily influenced and stuff by these groups and stuff and to the point where Deku was being framed for like being a murderer even though he didn't do anything wrong and it was interesting it's like it's a really good movie definitely should enjoy it I think right now I saw this past weekend it was ranked number 4 in the US so they make this amount of money especially with anime films I know they're releasing I think they're going to release online progressive movies going to be coming out in theaters here um, like I said there's a lot more anime films coming out here well, like, they were doing the Studio Ghibli Fest. They were going to start showing, like, Studio Ghibli films again here as well. So, yeah, definitely check out My Hero Academia World His Mission. If I have to give it, like, a ranking of it, like, I would give it a 9 out of 10. I just like the pacing, and, you know, honestly, Sasha's really good. I just wish more, like, I wish the other heroes in the other countries had more, you know, dialogue, but you could tell that the main focus was on the three guys. Like, Toroki, Bako, and Deku were the three main focus. But hey, it's kind of rare for them to have like the spotlight. But other than that, I enjoyed the film. It was really good to film. I enjoyed it, you know, being there with other fans, other anime fans, where you can see how, you know, there's a range between young kids to like adults, basically, enjoying anime. So it was really cool. So what about you guys? What You guys ended up seeing the latest James Bond film. What was your thoughts on that? Oh, it was excellent. It was fun. Um, super long, but... Yes. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> it it was good because you know they had, they had to send off Daniel Craig in a pretty good way, which they did. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone because it's still pretty fresh out. But um, 
If you're a fan of the James Bond movies, I think they did an excellent job in, I think, giving you a what Daniel Craig brought to the character. Like, I think it, they captured that pretty well in this one. Um, Rami Malek is great in it. And fucking, that guy can act his ass off. He's really just... He's, he's good as the antagonist. Um, then you get... Uh, some familiar faces are back to reprising their roles. Um, but overall, it's good. I, it's long for a reason, obviously. Once you see the movie, it's long for... You'll understand why it's that long. Um, but I think it's just... Sometimes the pacing of it in the, in, in the first half of the film could have been like a little better. But overall, it's, it was fucking... It was good. Um... It's a fun movie. It's one of those, like, I want to get on Blu-ray at least. Uh, and I want to watch the other Bond films that he was in. I can't, I've only seen Quantum Solace. I haven't seen freaking... Uh, Skyfall. I haven't seen Skyfall. I haven't seen Casino, Casino Royale. Royale. I didn't see all one. of that one. Yeah, I've Casino Royale is the first one. Yeah. I think it's Casino Royale, Quantum Solace, Skyfall. Skyfall. And then this, and this was the fourth one. Yeah. So, like, I haven't seen those other ones. And, like... Um, I I actually I I like Daniel Craig's Bond. It's it'll be sad to see him go, but uh, the new Bond hopefully that they've given us in this one, uh, mm-hmm. the, the new 007, she's great, fucking awesome. So um, to me, it's like character like 007. It's like you had so many actors portrayed. And I like for a fact, you know, now like with Doctor Who and stuff, the same thing. You had so many actors playing the same type of character, but they each give like their own interpretation of it. Yeah. And right now, the Doctor Who currently is a female, and of course, um, she's going to be stepping down soon. Like she's stepping away from the role soon, so it's going to be like the next search, which to me kind of opens the doors for someone else. You know, it could be a person of color, you know, playing Doctor Who. It could be, you know, there, it's so many options to choose from. You know, it's the same thing like you said with Double Seven. It's like being like more like a passing of the torch of the character. Yeah, Daniel Craig, I think because of too, like he wants either explore our roles. He doesn't want to be set tied down to like this one character, but hey, like you said, he gave a great performance. That was a good send off for him, and you know, passing along the torch to the new double son for the next generation, pretty much. Similar to how in Star Wars, you know how Luke and stuff was passing on to Rey for you know Star Wars for the next generation as well. Um, I was trying to think. Hey everybody, this episode of Talking Pop is powered by Podex. Podex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you're going to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. Like, you're always saying, like, again, it's, like, it's all about, like you said, it's good to touch him and you gotta go back and see the other films. Because, I mean... I haven't watched a James Bond film. I hardly watched it. The only one I ever watched was, like, GoldenEye with, like, Pierce Bronson. That's always I've seen. Because that's... I mean, yeah, you got Sean Connery, Roger Moore as well. Um, 
Timothy Dalton that was 007. Like, you had so many actors play that character. Of course, Sean Connery was the first one to start. Because it's pretty much, you know, it's based on these books by Ian Fleming. It was a book series. And, like I said, it's something that you get to experience, you know. Like I said, for people that enjoy the Bond series, you know, it's like, yeah, it's about time, you know, for it to change and everything. Well, but it's not... It's because you have to see the movie. Like, yeah. you, it's not... They're not really changing it. She's just... You you get the introduction to her character. She plays well. Um, the people are always going to be in, resistant to change. Are probably resistant to change in their own lives. So it makes sense that they don't want to see it in art either. I'm one of those people too with certain things. But <clears throat> when they do a shitty job of it, it's just because you've done a shitty job with it. Um... Like, this one in particular, she has her own charisma. She's skilled as fuck at, and, like, her abilities just as well as, as uh, Bond is. And she she's, a, the, an act, she's the current acting 007 in the film, too. So it's, like, it's the perfect setup. And she has an important role in the film as well. So it's just, like, um, if you don't like her in this film, then just stop watching James Bond. And you're an idiot if you do, because it's fucking... The movie's great. I don't know what the... I don't know why there's... I mean, I know why there's controversy, unfortunately, but... Um, hopefully, if the people who had their doubts of, uh, about that, like, watching the film, it'll hopefully get squashed away, because it, it had... It had all the things you would hope it would it would be in a Bond film. Just a lot of suspense, action, uh, beautiful score behind Simmer. Just, like, it was just fun. It was a fun film. The action scenes were good. Uh, the bad guys were good at being bad. It was fucking. It was fun. Like it was. It was fucking good. Rami Malek. I'm telling you. If he doesn't get like uh, anything for acting in this one, I'll be surprised. Rami Malek. Yeah. Like uh, something. Like uh, fucking. There's not. I know there's not one for like. Maybe it's like best. I was like best, best supporting a, actor, yeah. Best, best supporting actor, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like hopefully he gets something like that because he was good at the, in the, as the bad guy in this shit. Man. I mean, ah, what game was it? I was playing Until Dawn and he was in it, and that was cool. Like I was playing Until Dawn and he was in it, and it's like Ryan Malik, but it's crazy. He's playing like this character named Josh. I was like, you know, this character who I want to get with Until Dawn. Like it's by Supermassive Games, one of those like almost like interactive cinematic games where. Whatever choices you make, you know, impacts the game, like the characters in the game. Like, for you guys to do it, but they all survive. Of course, I don't want to give away what happens to Ryan Malik's character. But he plays that character so well in a psychological thriller sense. And it's like, he's a great actor. Um, for me, he I got to see that show he was on, Mr. Robot. He plays with it alongside Christian Slater, which I think is like three seasons. I think it's on Amazon Prime Video. You can stream it for free. Probably um, Hulu, too. By Hulu as well. Probably Pan Peacock, I don't know. Um, but in the course, I remember seeing him like at Night in the Museum. He's yeah. a supporting character in there as well. And then he did Freddie Mercury, you know, as well, which I didn't get to see either, but I heard it's really good, too. Um, he did a good job as well. Like I said, like I said, I probably would give a chance when it comes to, like, the home release. Like you said... Like me too. It's like I got. I gotta look at that. I gotta look and see. You know, like I said, see how they could get started at James Bond. And of course, you know, like tomorrow is you know, 
All Souls Day or Dia de los Muertos tomorrow. Of course, the big thing we try we do try to do now every year now is watch Coco. So we we'll try to keep that tradition alive. Probably tomorrow as well. So, like I said, if you are you know Latin America, you know hopefully you have all your friends, your altars, that keep your loved ones tonight. Make sure they're all ready and set up to go because it starts usually at midnight is when Dia de los Muertos begin and. You know, and if you remember, like during the holidays, um, it's such a time where people build a friend does and they decorate these flowers. They feel like a pathway to the altar, you know, that pictures of the deceased loved ones and they have like their favorite foods and stuff. I know with COVID, it's probably going to be like probably not, people are probably be doing it more at home versus being able to go to the cemetery because of COVID and stuff right now with COVID right now. They're probably, a lot of people are probably having more like celebrations inside their homes. Uh, versus going to the cemetery, which normally is tradition during Dylan's Mentos, and you do the picnics with the family members' tomb, get the fair foods and stuff. Like I said, I mean, definitely check out Coco as well because it kind of captured, you know, the essence of it, of the holiday and stuff, and what it means about family. And I, and like I said, definitely check it out. Hope you guys had a good Halloween yesterday. Hope the kids didn't get sick from eating too much candy. You know. And like I said, anything to add before we sign off? No, just watch Squid Game. <laughs> watch Squid Game. Alright guys, and that will be it for this week. Uh, make sure to follow the podcast on Anchor, Anchor Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Audible, and our podcast outlets. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkingpod. Make sure to hit that like button. That way you get notified when we're streaming again. Uh, if you have any questions, you can post on there as well. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PopTalking, all one word. Make sure to check out our merch store at spring.com slash store. Search for Talking Pop. News um, eyes will be coming soon. And that will be it. Uh, if you enjoy video gaming just as much as I do, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Fanchai685. I am the casual gamer. I do a lot of like, Japanese role-playing games. I also like basically role-playing games, the old games, Fire by Telltale games. Or right now, I've been doing like the super massive series, the Dark Pictures Anthology series. I recently completed um, <coughs> Man of Medan. And right now, I currently just started Little Hope the other day, which hopefully I'd like to get back into and finish that before getting into House of Ashes. And I know they just released they just released a trailer for the fourth, and they're called W the season finale. Dub the devil in me, which probably won't be out till sometime later this year or next year. Yeah, right now Switch platforms coming out soon. Hopefully, it comes out for PS4 so I can keep playing the whole anthology series. And that would do it. Um, like I said, check out Squid Game. Let us know what you guys think. Like I said, you can tweet us at it. Your thoughts on the on the series? Why you enjoyed it? Why you hate about it? If you agree with our opinions about it, you know, you guys, you know, I did my own opinion on it, and Biko, this was like Biko's time to share his opinion on it, but. Definitely check it out. Make sure I like to take a special shout out to our listeners here in the U.S., but also to our international listeners as well. Thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. We're still going strong, four years and counting. So definitely, thank you so much for listening and taking your time to listen to us. So we'll see you guys again next week. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>